Hello and welcome to In The Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. My name is Jay Clark. Massive preliminary final weekend. Cannot wait for the Brisbane Lions to host the Carlton Blues. The excitement around the Carlton Football Club is something else at the moment. As I say uh, hello to these two fine gentlemen, 700 goals between them, five All-Australian jumpers, Nathan Brown, Steve Johnson. How are you? I think it's about 850 between us. Yeah, I think you left us a little bit short. Sure, sure. And uh, did you go to the AFL Media Awards the other night, the the Elf Brown Award? I feel like you bad Jew. Did you win anything? Didn't go. Uh, It was my son's birthday. We had a family dinner, so I missed out on the festivities. Do you feel like you should have won something at this part of your career? Um, (laughs) Congratulations (laughs) to all the winner. Very happy with my own achievements. Uh, Brownie, speaking of finals, did you ever get there, Nathan? To the grand final. No, the finals at all? Yes, yes. Okay, a couple of prelims, a couple okay. of prelims. Okay. 22 points up with about nine minutes to go in 97. Yes. Darren Jarman. Then? Kick four in a row. Um, disappointing. Yes. I was counting how many grand final tickets I was going to get for my mum and dad and the, and the mates, and mm. all of a sudden you it's all over. You don't get as many as what you would think. How many do you get? Uh, I think you get offered uh, two, and then That's you can buy many. an extra two. So. Right. Doesn't even get the full family in. Speak about the excitement around uh, Carlton, Stevie. Did you just try and flatten things a couple of weeks nah. ago? So the Blues knocked off Sydney, you remember it, at the SCG. And what about old happy chomper Steve Johnson? <laughs> Great to see Carlton happy. The boys deserve a very good win. But let me learn, don't over-celebrate winning one final. He's Captain Grumpy, and, and isn't I think he? I, no, I think I've been... I didn't know you turned into Alan Border. I, th- mm. I think I've been justified by that. Because if you can see what happened down Ligon Street after they win the following yeah, final... Are. The energy is building. It's building amongst the Carlton supporters, so it's gone up another level. So you can see that if you over-celebrate too early, uh, everyone might get carried away and think the job's done. Right. Wouldn't it be great to see them make a grand final? See, just to walk down Ligon Street, like Captain what happened down for. Punt Road. Why are you trying to like temper it? Why would? I'm not trying to temper it. I love it. I just want to see them get there. Oh. I'm really cheering them on. Just I want to see Carlton supporters. Uh, Ange Postacoglu promoting the fact that Tottenham supporters should be getting ahead of themselves at the moment. Yeah. And maybe your supporters in Yarrawonga. This might, but you get the grand final this weekend. We're pumped for that. This is what it might be like there in Yarrawonga. <laughs> Have a look at that. This is the scenes in Yarrawonga if Stevie J wins the grand final this Sunday. Can't wait for this one, Jay. Should be an absolute uh, beauty up there in the ovens. And uh, Murray, hope you get the chocolate, Stevie. We're going to get to that uh, a little bit later. Can't wait for that Brisbane versus Carlton clash at the Gabba. But it is time for Are You Sure? Stevie J, you've got the new ball. Are you sure Melbourne has to change the way it moves the ball in the forward half to execute better? Again, they blew their chances in the forward half. Yeah, I think that's uh, the key for them, moving the ball into their front half. I mean, they've got a solid defence. We know that, probably the best defence in the competition. But they did lack uh, a little bit of synergy going forward of the footy. So whether they chase a key forward in the off-season, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Nathan Brown, are you sure Josh Shackey was the right choice as sub for the Ds? Absolutely not. I think it was just about the worst call for the end. Not because it's Josh Shackey, but just because they couldn't use him unless Max Gorn went down. So they needed a runner in those last 20 minutes. Could have made the difference, but that was a mistake. Stevie J, are you sure Charlie Kerno will benefit from the uh, return of Harry Mackay? They're going to be a big yeah. spotlight on Kerno. Bigger spotlight on Mackay. It's an interesting one because he's performed probably better when Mackay's been out of the team. But if I'm a coach... You've got to bring Mackay in. Um, I'd like to see him play a little bit higher up the ground and allow Charlie to uh, roam that forward 50 and, and try and dominate this game of footy if they're to win 
which will be challenging for them up there. He needs a big game, Harry Mackay. Nathan Brown, are you sure Collingwood should continue to pay some of Brody's wage at Sydney? Or should they be really hard-nosed about it and say, well, that's an agreement between the Demons and the Swans? No, absolutely they should be paying it. They're the ones that put him on the seven-year deal in the first place. Mm-hmm. So that's a long deal back then. And uh, they should be paying some of it. Melbourne pay some of it. Sydney pay for it. It's, it's a contract. They, they set it in stone. So it's Collingwood's issue. Could be some savings for Collingwood in their salary cap if they can get out of that. Be one to watch at the trade period. Uh, Stevie Johnson, are you sure Essendon is closer than Hawthorne to a premiership? Now, I ask this because Ben Mackay is choosing between the two, the Hawks or the Bombers, and he'd be looking at their premiership windows. Who's closer to a flag? Well, I don't see Ben Mackay as being the difference in a team winning a premiership or not, Jay, but um, (laughs) I think Hawthorne are. I I love what uh, Essendon's come out and done. They've already recruited a couple of uh, players uh, very early on to the wheels in motion to try and improve their list. But I think Hawthorne's doing all the right things. Sam Mitchell's a very good coach and they will be closer than Essendon. What's well, a big call, Stevie. Uh, Brownie, are you sure Port Adelaide's Travis Boak should play on? He, is he a champion of the club at Port Adelaide? Do you well, he's a champion title? of the AFL. I think he's a great player, but I don't think he should play on. 350-odd games at the moment. He was their best player the other night, but if Travis Boak is still there and you've got Ollie Wines running through there, they need some more pace and they need some ball users. So I think Travis Boak's been a great servant and a, 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 he'll end up being a Hall of Famer, I think, but I think his time's done. Good call, Brownie. Hey, uh, Stevie J, are you sure Ken Hinckley should have re-signed before the finals? There's been a bit of talk bubbling away that maybe Port Adelaide went too soon. What do you think? Is it maybe no, they yours? certainly didn't go too soon. That's that's just silly. That's just nonsense. He won 13 about? in a row. They've made a prelim final, or not quite a prelim final, a second final. Um, it's... It's a very good effort to do that. Sometimes things don't go your way. They had some injuries in their back half. He's a very good coach. Yep. Port Adelaide fans should be wrapped that Kenny Hinkley's yep. going to be there for the next two years. Fair enough. Nathan Brown, last one. Are you sure Carlton's Paddy Dow would be a good pickup for St Kilda? No, I don't think he would be. I think he'd work at some clubs, but when you look at Steele, you look at Crouch, you look at Ross through the midfield, do they need a Paddy Dow when you've got those three? Mm. Very similar players. They plot around, doesn't have a lot of pace. I think he's a great player, but at a different club. Very good. Brownie, hey, can't wait for this game. Absolutely massive preliminary final. Who could believe the GWS turnaround and they take on the Premiership favourite in Collingwood at the MCG? Should be another packed house. And Stevie, you have got what I think is the matchup of the Yeah, it is a, a matchup that I think everyone will, will be looking forward to. So Toby Green and Braden Maynard. So we know that Maynard's got a bit of a tag as, as a tough guy for Collingwood and we know what Toby Green's like as a player. He loves that combative stuff. So uh, we expect that Toby Green will want to stand up in the big stage once again uh, at the MCG. This is the matchups which have happened in the history um, of Toby Green playing against Collingwood. So Maynard's had a pretty good record on him, That's 142 an minutes and only the one goal. Yeah. So. Um, Quainer yeah. is a very good defender, but Toby's one player that has got a hold of him. But the Collingwood defence sort of rolls around and, and um, doesn't necessarily have um, any one-on-one lockdown matchups. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see what they do in terms of Toby Green because he is the match winner there for the Giants, as we know. Well, what would you recommend? So if Murphy and Moore, etc., are floating across, do you think M- M- Maynard have to play that lockdown? Yeah, I, I think maybe they need to actually change that and say, right, let's try and take out Toby Green because yep. he is the key player for the Giants and then we rotate around with the other five defenders there. Ooh. What about dangerous going change of plans into a prelim? Maybe, maybe, but um, it's sort of like you know what midfields do. They say, all right, let's go in and play what we what we've been doing, but 
every now and then they'll go in and put a tagger on, yeah. on a midfielder and shut him down and do the job, and then everyone goes, oh, why don't we play taggers more often? Mm. The, the midfield matchup is outstanding on the midfield battle, I should say, and play very similar, it's fair to say, because you know that Josh Kelly and Lockie Whitfield, uh, Brownie, are going to run. It's that orange tsunami being so effective well, in the second half of the season. I rate the Giants' midfield better than Collingwood's midfield. So if they get a hold of them, yeah. um, obviously Nick Dacos comes back in and that's brilliant for them. But look at Whitfield, Cornelio, Green, Kelly and Ward. Yeah. I mean, that is as good a five as you're going to get through the middle. So mm-hmm. there's two players in there who are hard, who can win the football contested style. Then you've got some outside run. Cornelio can do it both. He can win the footy himself and go on the outside. So that midfield is brilliant. It's going to happen at either end. I think they're both going to get their opportunities. I see this game going down to the wire. I see it being one of those Collingwood games where it is down to the last... 30 seconds, um, and it's hard to pick a win. I'm going to go with Collingwood just because they win so many games when it is close. But if they get a hold of them in that midfield, the Giants, I would not be surprised if they win. Mm, yeah, I, I tend to agree. I think uh, the Giants are coming down here. Like, they lost by 65 points the last time these two teams met. Mm. But they're a different team now. Mm. Um, and you've got to give credit to Adam Kingsley. This, this team believes. I've actually spoken to a couple of the Giants boys through the week, and they come down here full of confidence thinking they can win this game of footy. And they did so, what, back in 2019, that prelim final come down to the wire. And I don't think they were expected to win that one. So um, this is, I can't wait to watch this game of footy. And um, the MCG, you think, wouldn't hold any fears for them because they've won at 12 different venues. They've been yeah. outstanding on the road, GWS Giants. 95,000 people. There's going to be 94,000 Collingwood supporters. So it's going to be that loud. That was similar to my last game at GWS. We come down here 2017, played Richmond in a prelim. Yeah. And there would have been about a thousand giant supporters. <laughs> the loudest I've ever heard the MCG because when they kicked a the goal, yeah. it was the the noise was definitely erupted. They're going to be a big spotlight, as you say. On Nick Dacos, the superstar midfielder, returns for that one should be an absolute beauty. Right now, it is time for bacon or the egg. I'm going to kickstart things here, boys. One of my favourite plays, and he's going to be on the big stage on Saturday afternoon. It's Brisbane's Zach Bailey. He kicked four goals against the Blues last time they played in round eight. Built for finals, this man. He has a hard head like you, Stevie Johnson, and has kicked majors 10 out of 12 games at the Gabba this season. I think the Smalls can do some damage for Lions, and he will be front and centre. Zach Bailey. His form has been as good as last year, though. I think he can become a superstar of the competition. That's not the question I asked you. <laughs> but he you has... Answered, you answered yeah. something different. Yeah. I asked you, he hasn't, is his form been as good Kevin as G last like, year? Wasn't it? He hasn't taken it to the You're not a politician, mate. You're Jay little. Clark. Let Actually, you're Jay Zaromsky. <laughs> he hasn't gone quite <laughs> to the level. I've rattled him here. I think, he, him. I think he platooed. Your fascination with my maiden name's uh, quite extraordinary. <laughs> so he, he, is a, he can be a superstar of the competition. I'm backing him in. My egg, uh, Stevie, <laughs> you won't like this, is the Port Adelaide midfield. They got... Ha- handed an absolute lesson from the GWS Giants. Smashed in clearances. What was it? By 16. Rosie, 17 possessions. Wine, 16 possessions. But a lot of talk about the Port Adelaide midfield. Uh, they were the egg in that clash last week. All right, Brownie. My bacon is Jack Buckley. So I was over there, Port Adelaide Giants, 22 defensive one-on-one contests in their defensive 50. They won 20 of them and Jack Buckley won most of them. He is a good, good player. And we talk about Taylor a lot. Uh, Connor Iden's a great player, but this man just does not get beaten. Talk about Isaac Quayne not being beaten in a one-on-one. This guy does not mm. get beaten. And my egg, and not, not the Port midfield, but the Port fans. So we have to sit through never tear us apart at the start. But Toby Green kicks a goal 11 minutes into the last quarter. They're only three or four goals down. They left in droves. They left and they couldn't even fill the stage. There's only 42 there. So Port Adelaide fans, you're the egg this week. Well, my bacon for this week is Brian Cook. So 
Early on in the year, uh, Carlton supported some heavy hitters at Carlton calling for Michael Voss's head. Brian Cook came out and said, I recruited him. If he goes, I'm going. And he's stuck by his man and well done to Brian Cook. he done that with Mark Thompson back in 2007. So he's the right man to lead Carlton and deserves a lot of credit for mm, nice where they Cookie. are right at the moment. And my egg for this week is the AFL Media Awards. So I don't know if you took too much attention to it. I know you brought it up off the top of the show, but the Alf Brown Award in the media industry is the most coveted award. It's the equivalent to the Brownlow Medal. Now, uh, if I look at who won that, it was Tom Morris. Mm -hmm. Now, he was in Siberia only about three, four months ago. I haven't heard him break a story um, no, he, he did break the Damien Hardwick story. The Damien Hardwick story. Everyone knew that story. they were flying to uh, Italy to go and see Damien Hardwick. He's, he's, he's broke one story and he's won the most coveted award after being sent to Siberia after some silly comments last year. So they are my egg for this week. You can't win every award. You, do you want to win the AF Brown as well, do you? <laughs> you can't I'm win every award, that, but uh, There were some good awards. Uh, Rabs Warren from Triple M won a, won a major award, but I'm not sure who's voting on these award winners. You say you got sent away. I think you got sent away after you broke your ankles. <laughs> yeah, come, and I come back and won a normie the following year too. So. Very good. Come back from you and congratulations to you, Tom. Deserve an award, right? Coming up next, these two have gone head-to-head in a golf challenge at Marvel Stadium. It's must-watch. That's coming up next on In the Back Pocket. So here we are at Stadium Golf, brought to you by Sportsbet of the Great Marvel Stadium. Couple of superheroes here. And Stevie just said that he's hurt his back. More excuses. And you're complaining about the graphite shaft on one of them as well. I've changed it to the steel shaft, so no excuses now, Nate. Apart from the back. We are going to have three shots, and it is the closest. And because I won last time, you can go first. All right, nearest the pin. I see your head down there, Nathan. Should aim at that. Oh. Oh, it's a bit big, Stephen. A bit over the back. Ooh, it's closer. Oh, not the back. Oh, my back. First of all, it's your knee. Now it's your back. Old excuses, Johnson, they'll call you. Oh. No, it's short. That's a bit short. But it's the closest. Yeah, that's disappointing. Oh, let's hit the clown. Let's let the door jar. Brandy wins. It's another win for Brown. No, 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 no. I think no, Jack no, just no, said no, it's another no, win for Brown. We need sudden death. Best of three becomes best of I four, does it? Just admit that I'm closer no, now, and then further. I'll give another go. I think it's further out to the right. Behind the tree. That's that ball there. I can't see it. So I've won the best of three. This is a consolation. This is for glory. Oh, that looks good. Get in. Oh, that's way out the back. <laughs> it landed on the edge of the green. Way and kicked, out the back. <laughs> and kicked out the back. Oh. I think we'll just settle that one there. <laughs> Let's go play long balls. Come on. Or, 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 or rock skimming. Come <laughs> rock, on, rock what skimming. can we do next? Oh, you're going to complain about your back again? <laughs> it's another win for Brown. Did Through you see how unlucky I was there? It, did that My bounce? ball hit right on the edge of the green. Yeah. And because I had some um, 
wood around the, the green. It's bounced off it yeah. and kicked about 30 metres away. You oh, think excuses, you're, Johnson, eh? Yeah, bit stiff there on that one, weren't you, uh, Stevie? But he has got it. That is now the second. He's two zip over you. So, Stevie, I know yeah. that. I don't know that. You left. You it's, it's first to three on something. And then we had a whole course to do. And we had our man, Jay, come down. Um, and I played a whole go? round with him. Let's have a look how he went. <laughs> Aiming for the ball. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> you missed it completely. What? <laughs> it's still there, Jay. <laughs> That's everyone's worst nightmare on the first tee, isn't it? Absolutely aiming for the ball and fresh edit. Nice to just keep your feet on the somehow ground. Somehow you've got a better swing than Nath, but Nath has somehow won that challenge. It is an yeah. unusual swing, yes, isn't it? Um, just how it gets there, mate. Right, speaking of uh, opinions, opinion. we've got one on In My Opinion. <laughs> Now, in the past couple of years, I reckon Carlton, fair to say, be one of the more maligned recruiting departments in the past couple of years. They spent big money on Mitch McGovern, didn't work for a long time. Zach Williams copped it. Of course, he's been injured. Big money spent on him, $700,000 for those two players. Well, Carlton's recruiting department has flipped the script with Blake Akers, and you just wonder how much Fremantle would regret this move. Now, if the reports are right, we think... He Fremantle offered Blake Akers about $180,000, $200,000 and a one-year deal to stay at Fremantle. Now, that's that's an insulting figure. You would have been yeah, on well that. Well, the first-year player would be on that sort of money if he plays maybe exactly. 10 games. So that insulting. says Fremantle is saying at that point that we don't really want you. So he goes to Carlton on a three-year deal. He's been among the heroes over the past mm -hmm. two weeks, their appearances in finals, and particularly in that big moment uh, at the weekend, Sammy Doherty got the ball on the wing, kicked it long. I know Mitch McGovern was a great shepherd, but Blake Akers, strong under that ball, probably could have held it for a little bit longer, instead played on quickly, kicked that goal. We talk a lot about Moneyball. It's a, mention, it's a name that gets mentioned uh, a lot. I reckon this could be one of the best bargain recruits, because I think he's still on less than $300,000, Blake Akers. That has to be one of the best value pickups we have I seen. I like it. It's a good opinion, Jay. No, it's a good long opinion, opinion, Jay. Well done. It was long, wasn't it? Can you think, <laughs> was there anyone in, your, anyone in your time, Stevie, who was a cheap pickup in a role player? Not the Brad Ottens. Probably Matthew Stokes. He got drafted late. We picked him up. He's ended up winning a couple of flags for us and didn't uh, earn the money he probably deserved. Very good player, Stokesy. Right, it is time for Brisbane versus Carlton. This is going to be a fascinating match because the Carlton Blues are absolutely on fire, but they take on a team who is very good at home. You're going to have a look at a matchup in the on-ball department, Stevie. Yeah, so I'd like to have a closer look at Lockie Neal versus Sam Walsh in that midfield. So if we have a look at a couple of numbers here... Um, a little bit different in terms of their age brackets and, and finals experience. Very but similar Lockie, weeks, Lockie Neal has averaged over 30 possessions uh, per game against Carlton since 2015. And Sam Walsh is, is having an outstanding final series mm. so far. In fact, I think he's winning the award for uh, the Gary Ayres medal right at the moment. Yeah. So that, that is a key matchup and could decide the game, whoever has the bigger influence out of those two players. Wouldn't it be Cripps v Neal in the middle? Why have you got Walsh against Neil? I think both midfields have to take each other on. I know that um, teams have had some su success um, trying to tag Lockie Neal, but I think they'll take him on. I think that, that'll be the matchup. There'll be no Walsh tags in this Neil. game, I don't nah, think. It'll be head-to-head. V midfield, Walsh v Neil. They're the two probably but most informed players for their, their two respective teams. Whoever has the biggest influence may, yeah, as I said, decide the game. It's going to be important for Carlton to be able to defend around something. I mean, the five metre radius around a stoppage, right? But then when it gets out to that 10 metres, 
really important at the Gabba because it's one of the shortest venues and it's always dry and it's a quick track. So if Carlton can defend that 10 metre radius, and I thought they did it pretty well against Melbourne the other night, I think they can go close. But if they allow the ball out and then the Brisbane Lions players on the edges, because they've got the pace on the edges where Carlton don't have as much pace, if they can defend that 10 metre radius, I think they're a chance. Just quickly, how banged up a Carlton do you think? Do you worry about that factor? No, I don't think so. I think they're, they're flying, they're full of, full of beans. They've won their first couple of finals. They're feeling really good about themselves. They go up to the Gabba, probably underdogs, not expected to win. Um, they haven't won there in their last seven appearances at the Gabba, so that whether that is a mental issue for them or not, that'll, uh, time not will tell. Not in the last it, few years, though, have they? No, that's I'm tipping Brisbane to win this Brisbane just. They are the favourites and we'll take some beating up there at home at the Gabba where they've been very good all season. Right, coming up next, the coach of the year, Stevie Johnson. We're going to go deep inside the mine, according to some of his uh, teammates. Been outstanding as coach of the Yarrawonga Pigeons. That's coming up next on In the Back Pocket. Uh, the coach's pet at the footy club would probably be Cam Wilson from Corowa. Coach's pet's probably definitely Cam Wilson. Uh, I'd have to be uh, the new fellow, Cammy Wilson. Definitely for Stevie, Cam Wilson. Cam Wilson would be the biggest coach's pet. Yeah, by a country mile, Cam Wilson. I think Stevie brought Cam Wilson with him, and yeah, he's definitely the coach's pet. Cam Wilson. Cam Wilson. Cammy Wilson. Cam Wilson. Cam Wilson. Cam Wilson. Yeah, I'm Cam Wilson. Everyone thinks I'm the coach's pet. I don't know really why. Oh, he kisses his ass. <laughs> I reckon it's because he's balding and Steve's feel a little bit soft for him. I just sort of rock up, try to do my thing and, and not do too much. He always raves about him um, at training and on game days. And, yeah, I think he wants to buff him. I think Jono, just because he recruited him, thinks he's going to win the medal, the best and fairest in the league, and, and it did Simpson. So Jono's recruit, Jono's man will win. Ken Wilson. Pretty good player. Mm-hmm. Won is the he, media award uh, player of... Of the year, actually, Nath. He's what about if... five foot two, but he goes in hard, so got a lot of respect for him. And he's your favourite? He's up there. You got a whipping boy? You don't boy? have favourites, do you? You got a whipping boy? Yeah, I think one of those boys on <laughs> that come on there and gave me a bit of a... And one of them said he was balding. That's not good. Uh, yeah, he probably is balding mm. a little bit. He's only about 22 years old, well, too. One of your troops look like Corey Enright. The grand final is this week. It's on Sunday. Stevie Johnson, you're playing Albury. How yes. many people will come to this? Uh, they're expecting about uh, between ten and 15,000 people, wow. Jay. So more than most uh, GWS games. Big. So it should be a big crowd. The weather's supposed to be nice and really looking forward to the, uh, How many times the challenge. How this year so far? We've played them uh, three times. Yeah. We're two and one, so... Okay. Uh, they played last weekend. We had the weekend off. They come in pretty Did you confident. Played in the second semi. Yeah, we won the the, uh, the final to get through to the grand final yeah. uh, first up. But uh, got to do it on the big stage, don't you? How much by? Who knows? No, in the second semi. Uh, we won by about three goals. Oh, tight. Good luck. Yeah, both teams kicked uh, a bit inaccurately. Good luck, Stephen. Could be a Thank big you. couple of days for you. I think. Right, it's time for pull your head in. I'm going to go first. So this is in Ireland. This was a a hole dug by a few boys on the beach in Ireland. Uh, And they've got the spades out and uh, and they film this whole thing and they film it. Um, Very happy with themselves. Doesn't get off hot that often in Ireland, but have a look at that. So that's the hole on a beach in Ireland. Then when they went away, somebody found the hole later that day and thought that it might have been caused by something else. And here's the news report. Finally for now, a mysterious hole on a beach has caused a stir in North Dublin. A local astronomy enthusiast is hoping the crater in Port Marnock could be the aftermath of a cosmic event. 
The unusual hole on Port Marnock Beach stopped local astrophysics enthusiast Dave Kennedy in his tracks yesterday, and he's certain the small but heavy rock inside it came from up above. As you can tell by here, there's a scorch mark on this side here, so that would have been at the angle that it came down at. There's no scorch mark, Dave. Pull your head in. <laughs> that can't be a real report. That <laughs> was a real report. That didn't go to it. That no, went no, to it. That went to it. I've gone for something more football related here. So I'm just <laughs> going to go after. I know it's happened a couple of times this year, but pull your head in, Warren Treadray. Mm. Once again, he's gone on a bit of a rant that heads need to roll at Port Adelaide. And Kenny Hinkley, we know he came out earlier on in the season and said it's untenable. And then Kenny went on to win 13 games in a row. Treaders. You're an ex-legend of the football club. Stick with them. Say some positive stuff about them uh, because what you're doing is uh, it's not a great reflection of an ex-player at a footy club. Shouldn't go down that path. Pull your head in, Treaders. He went hard. There's no doubt about that. I want to say pull your head into the Melbourne leaders because there were suggestions this week, boys, that the Angus Brayshaw concussion incident rattled the players for the, for the following week, that they, they couldn't serve it up at the weekend because they were still so disappointed and devastated about the Angus Brayshaw concussion. Give me a spell. Seriously. It's a, it's a week later. I know you feel sorry for your teammate, but what you do is want to win so as you can go through to the grand final, the preliminary final, the grand final, so he can play again with you. So Who's pulling so, their head? Uh, the Melbourne leaders who have potentially let this frustration fester mm. and affect this performance, uh, I think that is ridiculous. And if so, pull your head in. All right, so they're all the pull your head ins now. Time for some pump ups. So when you're that pumped up, it's very easy to go over the pump. And have a look at this in college football over in America. The coach, they score the touchdown on the side of the road. The big fella there gets really pumped up and then bang, knocks him out. <laughs> <laughs> it was too much of a pump up. It's a bit strong. Mm. You guys I've gone down a similar path. Now, I'm not, not sure if you guys have come across uh, Coach Prime over there in uh, the college no, university no. Prime. Uh, game. So we'll just have a little bit of a listen to what he does here. This has nothing to do with the team that's opposing us. This is about us. That man next to you is somebody who wants this thing. That man next to you is somebody who believes. That man next to you is somebody that gots to have it today. Give me my theme music! So that bloke, like yeah, his name's Deion Sanders. He, he was an ex-pro uh, footballer mm. and pro baseballer. Now he's a coach of Colorado in the university uh, league there. And I've just started following him on Instagram and he mm. pumps me right up. So get on board. I think Yarra Wonga, you should roll some of that mm. out. I might. My pump, is, pump up is for the Carlton defence. Ranked number one in the competition since round 14, averaging 68 points a game. That is the fewest in the comp. Well on to Jacob Wietering and his crew. Right, $100 playtime uh Brownie, how did we go last week? I missed week? out last week. I had the Giants in the Tom Green. Tom Green had 29 disposals. Very yep. disappointing. Yep. Stevie, you missed out. Looks like I'm going to win this unless you have a Hail Mary this week. Mm. So I'm going to take you through my bet this week. And it's pretty simple around the Carlton game. Carlton up against Brisbane. Uh, Carlton up against, I think Brisbane win this game. you got Lockie Neal to get 25. Sam Walsh and Nick Newman, both 25 and 20. Yeah, I'm not going for the Hail Mary. I just want to give uh, our viewers uh, something to follow for this week and get back in uh, the green. So there you see it, seven-leg multi. Um, I think it, I'm very confident on that one. Well done, Stevie. And i got Brisbane at the line. I think they might get a hold of Carlton in this one. Thanks for joining us on In The Back Pocket. Enjoy the footy. We will see you next week. Bye for now. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website.